Section 22 of Woman in the Nineteenth Century. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pamela Krantz. Woman in the Nineteenth Century and Kindred Papers Relating to the Sphere, Condition, and Duties of Women. Section 22. Glumdalclitches. This title was wittingly given by an editor of this city to the ideal woman demanded in Woman in the Nineteenth Century. We do not object to it, thinking it is really desirable that women should grow beyond the average size which has been prescribed for them. We find in the last news from Paris these anecdotes of two who tower an inch or more above their sex, if not yet of Glumdalclitch stature. Bravissima! The 7th of May at Paris, a young girl, who was washing linen, fell into the canal St. Martin. Those around called out for help, but none ventured to give it. Just then a young lady, elegantly dressed, came up and saw the case. In the twinkling of an eye she threw off her hat and shawl, threw herself in, and succeeded in dragging the young girl to the brink after having sought for her in vain several times under the water. This lady was Mademoiselle Adèle Chevalier, an actress. She was carried with the girl she had saved into a neighboring house, which she left after having received the necessary cares, in a fiacre and amid the plaudits of the crowd. The second anecdote is of a different kind, but displays a kind of magnanimity still more unusual in this poor servile world. One of our, French, most distinguished painters of sea subjects, Goudin, has married a rich young English lady, belonging to a family of high rank, and related to the Duke of Wellington. M. Goudin was lately at Berlin at the same time with K., inspector of pictures to the king of holland the king of prussia desired that both artists should be presented to him and received godin in a very flattering manner his genius being his only letter of recommendation monsieur k has not the same advantage but to make up for it he has a wife who enjoys in holland a great reputation for her beauty the king of prussia is a cavalier who cares more for pretty ladies than for genius. So Monsieur and Madame K. were invited to the royal table, an honor which was not accorded to Monsieur and Madame Goudon. Humble representations were made to the monarch, advising him not to make such a marked distinction between the French artist and the Dutch amateur. These failing, the wise counsellors went to Madame Goudon, and, intimating that they did so with the good will of the king, said that she might be received as cousin to the Duke of Wellington, as daughter of an English general, and of a family which dates back to the thirteenth century. She could, if she wished, avail herself of her rights of birth to obtain the same honors with Madame K. To sit at the table of the king she need only cease for a moment to be Madame Goudon, and become once more Lady L., does not all this sound like a history of the seventeenth century? Surely etiquette was never maintained in a more arrogant manner at the court of Louis the Fourteenth. But Madame Goudon replied that her highest pride lay in the celebrated name which she bears at present, 
that she did not wish to rely on any other to obtain so futile a distinction, and that in her eyes the most noble escutcheon was the palate of her husband. I need not say that this dignified feeling was not comprehended. Madame Goudon was not received at the table, but she had shown the nobleness of her character. For the rest, Madame K., on arriving at Paris, had the bad taste to boast of having been distinguished above Madame Goudon, and the story reaching the Tuileries, where Monsieur and Madame Goudon are highly favoured, excited no little mirth in the circle there. End of section 22 Recording by Pamela Krantz